fixed it. Fixed it? Yeah. You fixed it? Yeah. Okay, so you can hear us? Yeah. You turn the volume up? Yeah. <laughs> All right, then. Welcome. To another episode. Of Driving to the Reds. With your favorite hosts. Larry. And Amelia. Yay. Yay. That was kind of funny because yesterday we were listening to an introduction, a podcast intro, and literally went for 13 and a half, 14 minutes. Yes. And it was uh, it had like a lot of production value. I mean, I like oh, spend a lot of no. time. <laughs> By the time the intro was over, I didn't even know what the topic was. I wasn't, anymore. and I don't. I wasn't sure. Is it started now? No, is this I it? don't think. So. No, is no, this no. Is this it? No, no, that hasn't started yet. Is this the interview? No, it hasn't started yet. And if, and it didn't actually say much about the guy who he was interviewing or the topic. So I didn't we didn't know. say anything about the guy. I, yeah, because it was just a general intro for the show. And then, and then a little bit of some specifics, like about alien or yeah. this or that, but it was. Like 14 different yeah, yeah. quotes yeah. from who knows who movies. about what. Movies. movies mostly movies. And, yeah. and, and then cut shows. scenes from other movies. Yeah. All the intro. All the intro. 13 to 14 minutes, yeah. yeah. And then the interview started and it, it wasn't that interesting. <laughs> but even then, I wasn't quite sure what the show was about. <laughs> I know it. It was an odd experience. It was very strange. It was very entertaining. I thought the entry was very entertaining. That's why I thought oh, maybe the whole show's like maybe this is it. Yeah, yeah. Maybe this is the show. It's interesting, just you know, production of clips and things, clips and quotes and and whatnot. Weave together with music and stuff. It was pretty entertaining. But I can imagine listening to that every week for thirteen minutes wouldn't. <laughs> and we didn't actually listen to the full interview. No, maybe it gets better at the end. Sometimes you watch a movie and it's not so great, and you just wait long enough and it gets great. No, yeah, that's sometimes. never happened. <laughs> that's never happened. <laughs> well, but, I'm holding out hope. But it's like, it's interesting to see the different styles, I think. Right, mm. you know, and, and the importance is because yeah. I am sure in in his mind, the show maker, right? The intro, and he must put a full 40 hours of effort into that intro. Yeah, you can tell. He goes over here, collects this, collects this. Hey, that's related, yes. this related. Let's put them all together. Let's make a nice intro. Really we'll nice. talk about it and weave it all together with music and everything. Yeah. It's going it to be awesome. It was, it was awesome. It was really good. Yeah, it was awesome effort. Yeah. And um, yeah, but it's like the point or the purpose of the show might just be that he might just, just do intros. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. Yeah, that's the style of the show, and I'm sure all his fans love it. Yeah, it wasn't quite a, uh, you know, higher side chat intro. Oh, those are good. <laughs> Oftentimes, yeah. Those are so good. I want <laughs> to be interviewed by him just so that he can do an intro for me. <laughs> <laughs> I know, it would be great. Yeah. He yeah. is so good. He's good yeah. at that. Yeah. Interesting, though. Also, remember, we were listening to a uh, How I Built This episode with Guy mm -hmm. Raz. Yeah. Complexly? Was that what it was? I don't know. I got, I fell asleep to it. Well, you, you fell asleep, but it was very interesting. It was very interesting. Yeah. Vlog Brothers, remember? Yeah. The funny thing was, is like, these are super duper successful, right? Yeah. Super, um, the tools. Oh, the Vlog the Brothers one. Vlog Brothers, right. Yeah, yeah we listened I to it and we were laughing. I thought you were talking about the other one. No, no, no. no okay. 
Not the, uh, uh, no, no, no. No, no, no. not the gutter mount chest and get no. high. No. no, oh my god, that was so bad. <laughs> that was so bad. That was the worst. If it was an anti-ad for an event, <laughs> that me, was... that was it. But the the blog brothers one, blog blog brothers. Those that one was really really good. That was the guy. Yeah. yeah, it was a complexly. Such I think a... it was the episode, and, and the it thing... was beautiful to map to that really healthy brother energy. It was a, oh my gosh, it, it was, was so beautiful. That was, was the like, part I really enjoyed too. Oh, that was so nice. Oh, well, those brothers really love each other, you they know. They get along good. They don't they have competition. Along. They have a connection. They yeah. like to be connected. Yeah, they love connection. And they like making up things that help they them be connected. They love each other so much and you can really tell even the banter they go with each other and stuff. Oh my God, that was such a nice show. I loved mm. it. I loved it. But it did make me wonder about a couple things. Oh, yeah? Which was, for such a hugely popular setup, the company that they run, and the mission that they have, Mm -hmm. and what they do, Mm -hmm. it is exactly the kind of thing that should be in our universe, you know? Mm -hmm. It's like we should be aware of it. We should. And we had no No idea idea it even existed. Who they are, what their companies, I mean... Apparently, the most uh, you know original and popular. Yeah, they've got best-selling best-selling novels and, that, and uh, merchandise for podcasters yes. and all the tools to help podcasters yeah. become and be successful, or YouTubers like, or what whatever. Well, we we know about them heck? now through the show, them. but we should, yeah, like Just Generation shows. X, you know, it's like. So that question that I have for you because mm-hmm. this is our show now Mm -hmm. is did this always exist and we never knew of it or did we change timelines did timelines change and some of these things that are supportive of some of the things that we're doing because remember what it was their purpose was those who are doing good to do better better not the ones that are doing great to do awesome yeah the ones that are doing although that's good too they said yeah that's fine if those guys get excellent excellent that's okay don't bother me but they were they were focused on those who are doing good yeah, to do better, to do much, like 20 times, 10 well, times better. Well, you know what they and say when you're, re- well, they say the wrong thing, right? But the one mm-hmm. that, the saying that I believe in yeah, and I think is accurate is when you're ready, the teacher appears. Right, right. When you're ready, you can see the teacher, right? Right. So the one I believe in is that when you're ready, you can see the teacher. The teacher doesn't appear. It, it was always there. It was always there. And right. that's kind of the nature of the universe. Is yes. I think everything's always there. Everything's always there. You may not remember it. Mm-hmm. And you may filter it out. Yes. And then when it becomes, you will become aware of it. It may not have been actually yeah. in your universe. And it is now because you're aware of it now. Yeah. So that it exists. Yeah. And it has a past and a future and your memory of it. Right you know, can be modified to yes. adjust. Yeah. So I think that it speaks to the nature of reality. It does. It mm. does. And it flows nicely into our newsletter this week. We, we have a newsletter this week. Yes. And uh, I think we have an adjustment too, right? As an our sh- first hour and our second hour comes together. together. Yeah, so we're going to start publishing the newsletter and the entire broadcast of the, well... The R1, no, the, the first half, let's say. <laughs> the first part. The first part, because it's not an hour anymore. The first part of the podcast and the second part of the podcast are going to be together. Uh, for those who are subscribed to Subscribestar, 
uh, they can see the sec, uh, listen to or watch the second part on at the same time. Yeah, right? so you don't like listen to the first yeah. little bit we chat about, and then a few days Wait, later, later we talk again. And it's like, yes. what were we we'll even talking about? about? Yeah. So we're going to do that. It's going to be published at the same time. You can just watch right through it. And um, the everything's moving to Wednesdays. But it's a process, so we are getting there. We're organizing things so that we can do it all really nicely. For second half, go to subscribe start. They're really, really worth it, I think. I think super it's worth, worth it. it. Super worth it to listen to the second half. Okay. Um, what? Um, yep, yeah, okay. Okay. <laughs> so this week we're looking at why does the human collective not deliver what I want? Oh gosh. How many times have I said that? Except for I didn't know it was a human collective. Well, this is about the human collective, but of I course, use the word universe sometimes. Like, universe. why isn't the universe bringing me what I want? I want that Ferrari. Yeah. I still so, have it in my head, but it was yeah, a Corvette. Yeah. I did have it. you ever felt that no matter what you do, your deepest desires are simply not being met by the human collective or Gaia or God or Jesus or Mary or Muhammad or Buddha or Saint Angels, the universe, the universe add there, your yeah. wishing store. <laughs> Keeper here. The universe is my wishing store keeper. Yes. 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 I was looking at this the other day, the number of things and times I have wanted something and didn't get delivered, and my pursuit of it, getting me into all sorts of trouble. And for what? I still don't know. <laughs> for example, as a teen girl, I really, really, really wanted a boyfriend. It was mad how much I wanted a boyfriend. But none of the boys of fancy would go out with me. Not even if I asked them. That was crazy. I was really pretty as a teenager. You're still pretty know. now, honey. Oh, you're so sweet. I didn't know what the hell was happening. Surely all the fairy stories had to be true. An amazing, brave, handsome, intelligent, capable, and able guy would exist, fancy me, and ask me out. Yes, right here. Except for I wasn't there. <laughs> but no, that did not happen. <laughs> no, it didn't. Eventually, I, had, I gave the co-creators of the universe an ultimatum. I would go out with the first random guy I would meet the next day. So they better deliver a really good one. But instead of a nice, wonderful man, I got an attractive troll. An awful person. Yep, a real live, nasty, horrid, work, dark worker troll. Of course, he didn't look like a troll. He didn't even probably act like a troll no, at first. No, he did not act mean or nasty at first, or even the first few months. He was wonderful. But that relationship took me out of commission for 20 years. No kidding. Do you think maybe he was always the dark worker to start with? Or maybe he got turned? Um, I'm 100% sure he got turned. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the universe did deliver. No. Sort wait, of. No, not really. Kind of. No. Okay. Well, because not. Mm -mm. Go on, go on. Do you want to know where I went wrong? Well... Uh, I know where you went wrong. Clearly, I'm here. You should have waited. <laughs> what happened that changed my life for the worse so dramatically at age 18? I decided to stop thinking in terms of, does this support my highest and prime purpose in life? Mm -hmm. And instead, I decided that the single highest priority was having a boyfriend tomorrow. Now. <laughs> that was it. Just I'm that. tired of waiting for the right one. I just yes. want one. So why this time the universe delivered when so many other times it had not is a great subject to for another article. Let's just say for now that it's not that complicated. I think I have some con some ideas about it. Oh, yeah? Yeah, because the orchestrations that are involved require 
the right person and the right person to both be on the same, you know, ability to be orchestrated and meet. Yes, yes. And so when you release the requirement for the right person that way, and all they have to be is a person, there's a lot more people that can be orchestrated for that, right? Yes. Who agree to it on their own. Exactly. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. That's and also the base energy, you know, I don't know. Well, let's continue and then we can talk about the base energy of the desire in the first place. Oh, okay. okay. Um, I decided to stop. Oh, yeah, that we read that bit. I then found out that hell is what a lot of people experience in life. And that didn't make any sense to me at all. Hell it, is what a lot of people experience in life? Yeah, they think they're in hell and they have their life is hellish. Ooh. People on earth. Wow, really? Yeah. And that didn't make any sense to me at all. It probably doesn't make sense to you either. And those not going through hell are probably going through a lot of stress, doubt, or having difficulties. So I thought I better make some tools to fix that. After all, my prime purpose for being here is to raise the frequency level of the planet. And that's done when people become aware of and remove the low frequency and and the perceptions from themselves that make the world a living hell. Once this began, they start to experience and express their true frequency instead. In other words, by removing the low frequencies and perceptions, the person starts experiencing and expressing the true frequency and will start getting that frequency reflected back to them instead of the hell they were living in. So I tested my theory and it worked. I was like, oh my God, it's so easy. <laughs> Is that really what you said? I did. Yes. Okay. <laughs> oh my God, it's so easy. It's <laughs> so yes. hard and so easy yes, at the same time. Yes. Okay, now you know how the mechanics of the universe work, but even though we may know the mechanics, and you may have missed the mechanics because I was talking very fast. I kind of just... <laughs> I Now, here's the thing I want to say. Okay. I hear you say that last yes. part, yes. and then there must have been some mechanics, yes. but I did not hear them or remember them. Yes, exactly. So let's do that again. Okay. What are the but mechanics? Even though we may not know the mechanics, most people don't know how to make it work for them. So here's, oh, we may know the mechanics. Most people don't know how to work, make them work. So here's a super effective method you can use to make those mechanics start turning in your direction. Okay. So the mechanics, just to remind you. Listen, just listen. Yes. This is the part, just listen, right? Yes. Okay. So the mechanics basically come down to frequency. Ooh, frequency. Yes. And the reason for your desires. And what frequency those reasons are from. When you say frequency, what do you mean? Um, are they based on joy, expression of exploration, curiosity. inspiration, curiosity? Is that the frequency of the inquiry? Yes. Or is it stress, fear, stress, fear loneliness, loneliness, yeah. dr- Hell. Hell, pain, Relieve me from hell and suffering. Yes. Okay, that's a frequency example. Yeah, those are frequency examples, right? So what if you're in the hell, the hell frequency, and you're like, you want to not be? First change your frequency, and then? Yes. So From your frequency change, then? When, as you start changing your your frequency, and also the other part of this mechanics is, what is the main purpose of your desire? Right. Right. The main purpose. So is it to have your, like, your core frequency, your essence, be reflected back to you through the physical universe? Or is it 
to, oh, I wonder what it's like to feel suffering. Oh, I wonder what it's like to, you know, have your heart broken. Oh, I wonder what it's like to, you know, have somebody who loves me and appreciates me and thinks I'm awesome and gives me love and makes me feel secure and complete and all these type of things. Those are yeah, that's a lot reasons. of things. Those are not good reasons. Okay. Right? So, yeah. So start with frequency anyway. Yes. Okay, let's make this mechanics work for us. Okay, how? First of all, start with a few seconds a day and increase the times you do this exercise per day. Okay, start with a few seconds? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Take a deep breath and feel into your frequency. Really, really, really feel your <sighs> core essence self, your purest form of your frequency. Hmm. Oh, and FYI, we did an exercise that shows how to do this in the possessions class. Yeah, that's the one with the little star in your yes. heart. Yes. I was just yes. doing that one. Yes. Okay. Yes. Boy, I must, I must be psychic. Or you planted the seed and I remembered it as my own idea. Yes, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. Okay, now, as you feel it. I'm feel feeling that, it. Yeah, feel that frequency, that core, pure frequency. Mm -hmm. Tell yourself and your body, very important to include the body, that this is you. So you, you feel that frequency, you go, this is me. This is me. Yeah, this is me. Okay. This is my frequency. This is my frequency. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now take a few deep breaths. And as you do so, repeat. I allow the human collective co-creation. I allow the human collective co-creation. Gaia and the universe. Gaia and the universe. To reflect back to me. To reflect back to me. This frequency. This frequency. In the form of my physical life experiences on earth. In the form of my physical life experiences on earth. That's it. Look, PB's covered in rainbows. Yep, that's it. It worked. Yeah. It worked that fast. Yeah. And you know what? You mm. also have to stop thinking that the desires you have for experiences that you learned from others are your prime purpose. They're not. They're just secondary interests. So what was this boyfriend thing I had when I was a teenager mm -hmm. and finding the love of my life and the hero of the story and all that type of stuff? Yeah, what was it? It wasn't mine. Mm. It was my culture's. In order to be fulfilled or happy or satisfied, you have to have another. You have to have a man. Yes. Yeah. If you ain't got a man, then you're missing out. Yeah. 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 And everything in the world is going to be rainbows and butterflies. If you just find that guy. Yeah. Until then, though. that, it's going to be torture. It's torture. You could end up an old maid or something. Yeah. Yeah. Cinderella. Be, which is hijacking some biological things, right? Biological yes. programs. Yeah. So they just like hitch that on those other programs yeah. and then they get more power and then they become super real. Right. Even though they're still not. Mm -hmm. But if you tuned into your original, your frequency, right? Mm -hmm then that probably wouldn't have been true. Right. Hmm. It's, oh my God, that's so easy. <laughs> of course, it's going to take a little bit of diligence, I think, too, because those feelings are pretty intense. They are, yes. And they and really do feel like your original something. They, they do. don't feel like there's somebody else. Yeah, especially when you're a teenager and your hormones, all you want to do is have sex, you know, as a teenager. And, um, and of course, you know, it's like eventually you go, okay. And you, usually people go, okay, any guy, any guy will do. 
Well, I don't know about and, that. I did definitely not feel that way. Or any girl out there for you. <laughs> As a teenager, yeah. not guys. No, no, no it's not any, not at all. Never felt that, not once. <laughs> I didn't feel anything about girls too. Like, nope, <laughs> no, never no, even no. crossed my mind. No. But in my house, it was such a pressure because of the culture I was coming from that at age 16, my mom took me to the doctor. Well, first thinking that I was pregnant because I get, I used to get nauseous in the morning. Um, she was quite happy about that one, actually. And then the doctor said, no, uh, you're not pregnant. And then she, and I looked at her and says, what do you mean? I says, have you, oh no, she said, um, before she examined me, she said, um, have you been with a boy? And I says, what do you mean? And what do you mean? Have I been with a boy? Have you had sex with a boy? And I looked at her and says, no, why? And she looks at my mom and says, what the hell? Do you think I'm pregnant? Why didn't you just ask me? <laughs> well, you keep getting vomiting in the morning. And that was because of food allergies and incompatible food at home. <laughs> but anyways, um, when I told her no, that I had never been with a boy, I was actually still a virgin uh, at 16, my mom then thought that I was a lesbian. Mm-hmm. And she kept saying, you know, it's perfectly fine. I understand. And you know, lesbians can um, set up families and then you can have um, children through these banks, you know, sperm banks and oh, things. Banks so we can still have grandchildren. Like you know, it's like, it's fine. And I'm like, mom, I'm not lesbian. I'm not interested in, in girls. And I said, but it's, it's, it's okay. You can tell me. And I was like, oh my gosh. So, do you see the type of pressure there, you know, coming from the family? of any kind. Of any kind was, would do, you would know? Do. Otherwise, there was something very strange with me. There's nothing wrong with some people who want same-sex partners, though. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> but that could be implied by the all of, I wasn't ever attracted to men. You know? Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we're not, but, you know, of course, people, people can do what they like. do what they like. Exactly. This is for me. Nope. And you were born that I way. Wasn't. You can't even help it, right? It's like, well, I thought, how would you help yeah, it? I can't help liking men. <laughs> I can't help it. <laughs> so, anyways, going back to that kind of parameters, at school, that was the highest pressure because among the girls, and this was the 80s, and it became a huge thing. That if you were 16 and still a virgin, you, there was something seriously wrong with you. Really? And, and virgin, it didn't matter if it was because it was a girlfriend, girlfriend, boyfriend, boyfriend, girl, boyfriend. It didn't matter. If as only long, the guys knew that. As long as... It was like a giant secret kept from all the guys. No, it was the boys and girls in my school. The boys knew and the girls knew? Yes. And there were still girls who didn't? Yes. Well, That's just strange. me. I was the only virgin at okay. 16 in my school. <laughs> that, makes, that makes some sense. And this one other girl, but she was highly religious. And so she, she was, she wasn't gonna, she, no, she wasn't she gonna get married get, first or whatever. Yeah. She wasn't gonna sleep with anybody until she got married. So everybody accepted that. Oh. But and nobody wanted to marry her? At 16, no. Okay. I thought there was this little thing where you could go like have pretend marriage. That's somewhere else, right? They go, I have no they idea. go to another country, they have a pretend marriage, they can have sex, then they get divorced and they go back home. I have no idea what that's about, but that's in my East. school. <laughs> I think that's in the Middle East, something like that. Right. It didn't work out that way. <laughs> and me. Yeah. And so the girls were always trying to set me up and stuff, you know, 
Um, or just questioning it, you know, it's like, what's wrong with you? Are you not interested or what the hell how matter? You, uh, what's wrong with you? You know, don't you know how good it is and blah, blah, blah. I said, no, because, you know. I never did it. Never did it. So all this pressure and then it's like, okay, so if you reach 18 and you're still a virgin, then. It's pretty much over for you. No, no, there is something very seriously oh. wrong with you. Very, very seriously wrong with you. And I'm like, okay. I mean, I had no street smarts, right? Like zero street smarts. <laughs> So whatever guy shows up tomorrow, that's the one. That's the one, yeah. And it wasn't like the one for a relationship. Oh, no, I was just going to shag him and move on. But, of course, I've never had that experience in life where you have sexual relationships with somebody and they don't want to see you again. So, yeah. So he was smitten? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. And so was I, so, you know. Worked first, out first for experience. the next 20 years-ish. Did not work out. I have <laughs> wonderful children. I'm going to have those children with somebody else, I have to say. They're going to still be my children because they chose me. So, <laughs> But yeah, it wasn't um, a good experience to step away from my knowing. And I've done some other really uh, like... Stupid decisions at 14, for example, I decided that I couldn't understand why people couldn't remember things. I could remember everything from the moment that I stepped into the world, like I was born, Mm -hmm. like every single second of my life, a full recall. And at 14, I decided, like, what is it like to forget something, right? Because people could forget stuff that they didn't like or whatever. Or memories that they didn't want. Mm-hmm. Or whatever. Like, I thought, what is that like? And that was the worst decision of my life. That one <laughs> even trumps the other one. Right. Well, that how, one how trumps come the, the other one. How come the universe provides those ones so fast and then fast. you can't Again, take them back? Like the frequency thing. It's like frequency I told thing? you. Yeah. Doesn't the frequency. Make sense to me. The doesn't, frequency still doesn't make sense to me. If the decision is made from a place of despair or fear or whatever, then the, the light dark game will provide you with those tools quite quickly, very quickly. Yeah. And the other ones not quite as quickly because there's less it, relevance. There's less. I guess less. Uh, I would say push. percent or push or. Yeah. It's like a little bit upstream instead mm. of down with the stream, maybe? For the light dark paradigm. At the time, when, especially. Yeah, especially, yeah. Like, yeah. hey, do you want to ruin your life? Sure. Let's go crash a car. Yeah. That one's fast. Yeah. You want to make the best of your life? Don't get in the car. And uh, instead, stay home and read this book about whatever. Yeah. Uh, that's a lot of, I don't know. I think I'd rather go in the car. Right. Kind of like that. Yeah. And because of the frequency. But that thing, has been right? a level of inquiry that I've had when we're in a very low frequency state and we make a desire yeah. that based on that low frequency, it appears that the human collective, the universe and everything else does reflect it back to you right away. Right. Um, mm-hmm. But when you do the, the other side, you're in a very high frequency state. It's like you have less less co-creators in the process. That is a possibility. You have less co-creators, for sure. Because they're 
the co-creators need to be your frequency or higher, right? Right. In order for right. that to, to come really about. Work. Yeah. But there's something else there's there. There's something you else know? there, There's too. something else. It's almost like you don't desire anything when you're in that state. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like Everything's perfect. It's like you reach that frequency and then a boyfriend or not a boyfriend, you're that frequency and you don't. Yeah. There's no need yeah. for a boyfriend. Yeah. And at a high frequency level, and it's a soul. How many awakened high frequency level guys would have existed age sixteen in nineteen eighty? Whatever ish, yeah. Probably one. I was still. I I was that age. I was still. Uh, You were still awake. You hadn't fallen asleep yet. Um. Your ego was playing. Silly buggers with you, I think. Yeah, pr- yeah I, sabotaging I, you. Yeah, yeah, okay. So I wasn't yeah. quite ready. <laughs> no, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then, yeah, it's a, it's it's a very strange dynamic, you know. Yeah. Very strange dynamic. It's so it's almost again a, a a state of it. If you match a frequency, then the frequency matches. Many, many of them. They're very easy to encounter. Find, yeah. And if you're yeah. at a different frequency, the frequency match for that, it's not so ve- readily available. Yeah, it so. takes either you move or they move mm-hmm. or they get up to you or mm-hmm. there's a lot of more involved in it yeah. at the time. At this there's, time, there's a lot more, but they're still sprinkled around like raisins in the bread, not the bread. Yeah. But once you get to that frequency and you unblock yourself, and it does happen quite quickly. Yeah. Open yeah. for the orchestration. Yes. Listening. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. It makes sense. And at some point in the split, it will be different. Yeah. Plus, you know, at that age, the normal in my life was abuse and dark stuff, you know? Yeah. So like many other light workers or light beings, um, well, the one, the, the family and situations that I chose were very specific through genetic and skill sets that were in those lineages. Um, but there was also a level of familiarity or something, um, with regards to my physical body elemental. And there, the main, running programs within those lineages still had a lot of dark experiences involved and also a lot of lack of street smarts. You know, because from the perspective of um, chosen experiences, Mm -hmm. right, Um, we were still very much infused and involved in the light-dark paradigm. And part of the lineage was warrior lineage, mm-hmm. like going to war. And you can't go to work as a high frequency being. You know? So, or if you have like enlightenment and war, they don't go together. Yeah, one stops the other and yeah, it's tracks. Yeah. Kind of. yeah. hmm. That'd be an interesting uh, sprinkle. Sprinkle <laughs> a little enlightenment over the front lines and see what happens. Yeah. That would be very interesting, yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's one of those things. So when, when we remember the mechanics, right, our base frequency 
go from there, from, go from that spot, not from, oh, I'm so lonely, I want to have a, a boyfriend or a girlfriend because I'm so lonely, right? And in that very first relationship, I remember, I remember the very spot, the very moment when I went down the dark path, right? Mm -hmm. I remember that very distinctly. Even before this person became extremely abusive and nasty, there was a moment when I was given that choice and I knew in that moment. And I chose through, I don't know, a macabre sense of pleasure from a weird nest state, you know, because it was new and weird. <laughs> and maybe slightly familiar, something I was familiar with. Mm -hmm. And the situation was, I had a motorbike um, at the time, I was 16, I was 18, of course. I had a motorbike and I had the habit of getting up like one o'clock in the morning or something, I would climb on my bike and ride through the city or going to the country and ride the bike. I used to love it. It was just amazing. There was nothing, nobody on the road in England and the stars were out and it was just a beautiful experience. To me, I love the city and the lights and the creation of humanity and all these type of things. And just in yourself, that zone, you know, it was really, really nice. And uh, we were together with this guy. Uh, we were living in a bed sit together. And then I start putting on all my gear. I said, I'm going to go for a ride. And he looks at me and he says, you can't, don't go. And I'm go. what do you mean? I'll be back in about an hour or two. No, no, don't go. And I said, well, what's the matter? What's wrong? I don't want you to go. And he says, why? Because you'll never come back. I said, of course I'll come back. I'll be back in a couple of hours. And then he said, if you leave, I won't be here when you get back. You, I'll be gone. And you'll never see me again. <laughs> and I looked at him and I knew in that moment. Right? And I knew in that moment, I should go. And everything's going to be just fine. But then I got that weird energy, low frequency stuff of abandonment issues. And I don't know, it was all very sticky. And I just stood there for a while, trying both on. And then I went for the low frequency one. What? Yeah, I stayed. Oh my gosh, you wouldn't in a million jillion years nowadays. No, of course not. But at that <laughs> moment, I was 18 and it was like weird, you mm. know. And familiar because, you know, it was passive aggressive BS that I grew up with, you know. Yeah, it was People normal actually. It was normal. It's how a person shows you how they love you. If he didn't love you, he wouldn't say those exactly. things. Exactly. Yeah. I think. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's what you believe at the time, right? And that's how look, passive aggressive people understand. I mean, that's, that's how, how they, they express they it. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, when I said, oh, I'm screwed. <laughs> yeah. it's, e it's easy, of course, to look back on it from the future, but it's not so easy in it. At the time, yeah, with right. all those emotions and strong things, you know. So if you're in it right now, for example, in it in meaning you're making decisions based on less than high-frequency reasons, mm -hmm. give yourself the breath of high-frequency, tap into yourself, do that tiny little exercise yeah. for it. Yeah. A few seconds at the minimum? A few seconds, yeah. 
And then another few seconds, another few seconds, another few seconds. Give yourself like the snowball rolling down yeah. the hill of a few seconds of right. that every time you're about to make the decision. Instead of making the decision, do the little exercise first. Yes. And then, and then after the exercise, the decision comes again. And he's like, wait a minute in your mind. Wait a minute. So you could be, you know, whatever, 15, 20 minutes, half an hour sitting there deciding whether you're going to get on the bike and go <laughs> do what you love. Or stay and be manipulated. Exactly. Instead of deciding either one, just do the exercise for a minute. Yeah. Okay. And then yeah. see where it takes you. Right. It's worthwhile. Yeah. Worth a try. It is. Yeah. It's better than the consequences, I gotta say. Yeah, it's better than the consequences, <laughs> indeed. <laughs> All right. This is gonna be a good second hour, huh? Yes. Okay. See you in the second hour, honey. All right. See you in then. A, just a couple seconds. <laughs> a couple seconds. Okay. Bye. Bye.